Hello, thank you for tuning in to the deep time of soul evolution. In preparation for this podcast episode, I just practiced Shakti dance or chakra dance to honor the divine flowing through my body. So let's take a moment to get in touch with your somatic experience. Take a moment to reflect on what emotion has been occupying your space, your time, your body the most or for the longest time. Where does your energy flow toward most of the time? Does your body feel heavy, cool, or cold and dark, a deep yin emotion? Or does it feel heated, tense, or light, a strong yang? Or maybe your body feels more neutral and in the middle zone. Does your emotion or mood or the tone of your internal sensation feel stuck or flowing? Do you embody your emotion with your whole body? Do you consciously feel your feelings throughout your entire body? Or is it mainly in your upper region, head, neck, and shoulders, or maybe more in the belly and hip. Can you now sense your whole body and identify the primary emotional tone? Heavy and sad, hot and irritable, or light and joyful, or anything else. In the past, The most familiar feelings in my body were anger and rage. Their opposites, peace and calm, were temporarily possible to me only when I removed myself from the people, environment, and situation that I associated with my anger. Rage was, if not a major force, a contributing pressure that propelled me to leave everyone and everything I had ever known in Thailand and relocated to the U.S. at age 19. Perhaps that was not so strange for teenagers or young adults, with incomplete mental development and emotional ineptitude to do. You know, I was hot-headed and I needed to release that heat through action. Anger and rage are yang and extrovert. They took up most of my emotional space and I could not access consciously my other deeper feelings, my sadness and grief in particular, that were living deeper in my 
emotional body and psyche. Over the years, with my embodiment work through yoga, meditation, and energy healing, I have become less reactive and more fluid or flexible, both physically and emotionally. Instead of getting constantly irritated and ready to burst out at any little conflict, I became more receptive to the unplanned, the surprised, the unknown, and the unpleasant. It seems that what I used to deem difficult in the past, I don't need to attack them with my rage now because they are actually not that big of a deal. Yet lighter emotions like a whole body joy continues to evade me. As my anger subsided, I found a whole thick layer of grief and sadness, which I have been processing since my father passed away in 2017, and especially during the last three years. Of course, I have had many moments of joy throughout my life, but they were shallow and brief. They were mainly in my head and heart, but not all the way to my belly and toes. I do have days that I can feel and embody joy from my crown to my toes. I try to remember the feeling. I do what I can to not retreat into frigidity of affection, withholding a long-time trauma response since childhood to maintain the sense of safety through the sadness and grief. These are feelings that I am very familiar with and again, like I mentioned, have been in my body, in my psyche for a long, long time underneath the layers of anger, irritation, and rage. My partner, on the other hand, has a more joyful mood as his emotional baseline. I know this because he keeps it up with his love of listening to upbeat music, watching cute animals and comedic shows on YouTube while I gravitate toward dark mystery series and national and world news, which of course naturally keep my emotional body heavy and slightly depressed. Ah, the magic of astrology is that you can see your emotional tone, your emotional baseline, in your natal and progressed charts. And a progressed chart has to do with your soul evolution. My natal moon is in Scorpio. So the dark mood will always be here, but 
in the progressed chart. My natal moon is in Libra, and my mood is lighter and friendlier now than it has ever been. My partner's natal moon is in Taurus, a heavier yin emotional tone, but it has evolved into the lighthearted moon in Leo that he is. The practice of embodying your present moment emotion with your whole body is key to retraining or regulating your nervous system so that it doesn't fight against the emotion or flee from it, freeze it up, or allow it to be the only emotion to occupy the body by shutting out other emotions. Energy naturally wants to move. If you can ride joy to its height from the toes to the crown, it will eventually shift. Joy is the fullness in the heart. When you feel it, the most natural thing to do is to spread it. When I feel joy, I connect with my friends and others. That's when I want to be social. Anger, on the other hand, allows you to mobilize physical charge. It gives you bravery and it takes you places you otherwise would not venture. And sadness and grief take you to the past to heal and integrate through physical rest and mental introspection. All emotions are necessary and beneficial when you can consciously harness and alchemize them into generative power. They can guide you to exactly where your mind needs to go and how your body needs to be. The more you embody your emotion, the more you can shift your baseline emotion to the middle tone, the feeling of calm and contentment, which allows you to focus your mind and find solution to life and work problems, as well as staying in the flow of creativity. You will not be stuck in a particular mood or swinging wildly between extreme yin and yang emotions for too long. I challenge you to observe days that you feel joyful and excited or sad and depressed. Can you focus your energy on getting things done on those days as easily as the days that you feel more even keel? This doesn't mean that strong yang or strong yin emotions are not as desirable as more neutral or peaceful or thou. It just means that when you swing from one extreme to the other, you are less stable mentally, emotionally, and physically. It's just hard on your body and psyche. That's all. The middle path is the path of balance. 
where regeneration at all levels can take place, and also you can't get to the middle without the ability to ride all the way to the depth of yin and the height of yang, and that is the magic of having your baseline at neutral because you can go either way and not get stuck. In any, including the middle. I do hope this week's astrology supports your emotional embodiment. Your soul's happiness depends on it. Let's take a look at the overall energy of this week's planetary transits, and how it can guide you toward embracing the subtler experiences in your soma and psyche. The Full moon in Leo matures into the waning gibbous or dissemination phase, and reaching the final stage of interpersonal development as the waxing half moon in Scorpio. At this stage of development, we are meant to communicate our feelings intentionally. In ways that feel impartial, harmonious, and intimate, although the moon is not arriving at the exact last quarter square as a waning half moon until next Monday, February thirteenth, we can already feel the highly charged energy of Scorpio throughout this week. Pluto holds the fixed. Water frequencies of Scorpio. This week's Pluto transit and upcoming half moon in Scorpio set up the psychological groundwork for the deeper spiritual transformation during the new moon in Pisces at the end of next week on February nineteenth. The beginning of this week feels more easeful and collaborative, connecting to intuition and expressing creative genius through friendship and partnership, strengthen both social and spiritual integrity as long as we can tune into and embody our emotions. The more we are willing to descend into our past emotional trauma that continues to poison us today, the more we can embrace the opportunity to heal the psyche and transcend the mind. Mercury. Conjoins Pluto in Capricorn on Friday is the most difficult transit this week. Pluto acts like a gravitational force, not unlike the black hole or the womb of creation, that pulls our emotional body into a transformational death and rebirth. The emotional compost leads to psychological renewal, that gives rise to soul evolution and social transformation. 
Mercury-Pluto conjunction roots us in the collective evolution, grounded in shared emotional trauma and social oppression. What we feel in our broken hearts and exhausted bodies get expressed in our minds. Pluto dredges up what has been poisoning our psyche for generations. As Pluto moves through Capricorn, patriarchy gets detoxified and corporate greed gets purged. The final stage of interpersonal growth during the waning gibbous and half-moon phases offer us the opportunity to heal our ancestral and childhood pain through our ability to communicate like responsible and skillful adults. Collective transformation is possible when we can succinctly and professionally verbalize our painful feelings, basic needs, and collective goals to those who hold positional power over us, from police commissioner to FBI directors, army generals to presidents, managers to CEOs. And, you know, maybe it seems like common folks that a lot of us are do not hold any special power to access these powerful people. But the way in which we speak, communicate, and collaborate with the people in our lives, especially at work or in social setting, has the power to inspire others all the way to the top. This week ends with the powerful transit that can transcend the mind through emotional enlightenment. Moon in Scorpio opposite Venus in Taurus on Sunday reflects the culmination of this week's Plutonian force. Many bodies have been screaming for help through violent acts, including mass shooting, sickness, including the pandemic, and mass migration all over the world. Many hearts feel the collective pain and many minds are ready to organize themselves and communicate what the bodies and hearts feel to the minds of the few who are responsible for the many. This is the week to summon our emotional power into sharp mental energy that can enlighten the dark, violent world of patriarchy and its sanctioned systemic violence against the earth, oceans, plants, animals, minerals, and humans. This is the time to reclaim the fierce mother as symbolized by Kali, goddess, the demon slayer. The demon is a metaphor for wicked thoughts that give rise to more evil thoughts. As Kali slays the demon, 
She sticks her tongue out to lick his blood off the ground and prevent his proliferation. In the same way, when we communicate skillfully, we too can prevent further heartache, violence, and bloodshed. Now let's explore the daily planetary transits and explore how to safely descend into the creative womb to retrieve our regenerative power and channel its energy through our minds in order to cultivate relationship harmony. Monday, February 6, the full moon in Leo transitions into the waning gibbous moon in Virgo and reminds you to see miracle in the mundane. Mercury in Capricorn sextile Neptune in Pisces today conveys the same message. Your mind is a tool for your spirit to specify, narrow down, and concretize its existence in order to know itself more tangibly through your organizational ability and communication skills. This favorable transit encourages you to tune in to your intuition and bring forth your spiritual values through interactions with those you work for. Your job and career need to reflect your divine purpose if you want to see miracle in the mundane and magic in the daily responsibility. What are you working for? Enchantment can be found when you perceive legends in ordinary life stories. You make spirit real through storytelling, not to children, they already know it's real, but to the adult in you and other adults in your life. How might you nurture the divine in you through your communication? On Mars Day, Tuesday, February 7th, the waning gibbous moon in Virgo squares Mars in Gemini and opposes Venus in Pisces in the early morning. This transit sets a creative tone for the day, a morning meditation to connect with the magnanimous energy of Venus in Pisces will support mental clarity that allows you to carry out your dreams into fruition. Challenges await, but you cannot harvest the fruits of your effort without first disseminating your ideas and seeing them through to the final stage of refinement via collaborating with clients, customers, and all colleagues. Venus in Pisces, sextile Uranus in Taurus, 
is a deeply creative and fertile transit. Spirit is abundance. Energy doesn't cease to flow. The more your personal values are in alignment with the vibration of unconditional love, that is the samadhi state of meditation or the delta brainwave frequencies, the more you can access your mental abundance, that is your creative genius, and the easier you can receive physical abundance. Money is a form of energy and is a part of spiritual abundance. Money isn't immoral or unspiritual, but how you make it, save it, and invest it indicates your connection or disconnection to the divine unconditional love. Billionaires can live extravagantly, but if they lack love within, and with others, they can neither feel rich nor appreciate all the richness of unconditional love through sight, sounds, textures, tastes, and smells. They are poor sensually and spiritually. When you are rich spiritually, you are capable of material and emotional regeneration that allows you to receive or harvest your energy, including money, wisely for you and yours to live abundantly now and in the future. On Mercury Day, Wednesday, February 8th, the waning gibbous moon in Virgo opposes Neptune in Pisces and makes a trine to both Mercury and Pluto in Capricorn. This transit connects the mind-body to the collective soul experience and shared suffering. Mercury holds the frequencies of the mutable Earth Virgo. There is a collective need to heal psychologically through both mental and social transformation. This work is deep and hard, and it requires not just social activism, but spiritual embodiment. You cannot use the same patriarchal tools to resist and destroy perceived problems. They will continue to keep the majority of us mired in trauma, poverty, and sickness. The solution to the social disconnect and violence of all kinds lies in your willingness to heal your own psyche, forgive yourself, be kind to yourself, grieve your past, and rest your weary soul and body by cultivating spaciousness in your daily routines. The more you can relax and sleep deeply, the better you can access your emotional body and heal your psyche, and the more you can release patriarchal mindsets. Remember that it's through your own calm, considered, and responsible thoughts and words that you can stop violent thinking and action from spreading. 
on Jupiter Day, Thursday, February 9th, the waning gibbous or disseminating moon in Libra opposes Jupiter in Aries. The transit reflects the need to integrate the mind with the instincts. As you cultivate harmonious relationship with others, remember your own core needs and energy level. Healthy physical and emotional boundaries are needed for healthy relationship. Your partner, lover, friends, and acquaintances offer you opportunities to explore new mental, emotional, and physical frontiers. If you are thinking about moving away, far away to be with someone, or refusing to go somewhere new and exciting because you don't want to be away from someone, make sure that your decision reflects your gut truth and inspire energy and passion. The people who truly love you will always be there for you, no matter how far apart. This is the time for you to explore something new, something different, something that takes you into the new frontier. On Venus Day, Friday, February 10th, the disseminating moon in Libra makes a trine to Mars in Gemini and Sun in Aquarius. The transit reflects mental stability that supports relationship building. The transit also sets the stage for the deeper work of aligning social aspiration to relationship responsibility and vice versa. Your work and career are tied to your future social success. Mercury in Capricorn conjunct Pluto in Capricorn is a difficult and consequential transit. When two planets conjoin, they are reaching their final phase of relationship to begin a new cycle of relating and learning. Mercury has been educating itself in the realm of Capricorn alongside Pluto. As Mercury merges with Pluto, they are also receiving the lessons Pluto has been learning. Capricorn connects to patriarchal responsibility, including protection and structural buildings, physical houses, including the White House, the most powerful house in the world, the House of Judiciary, the Houses of Congress, and so many others that constitute governing and social systems. Patriarchal protection without matriarchal safety is violence against Mother Earth and all her children. As Mercury learns the deeper lessons of social integration from Pluto in Capricorn, the curious mind learns about the psychological and physical toll it 
took for the Black Lives to build the White House, and how policing in the South was invented to preserve the slavery system, which continues to manifest as police brutality and private prisons today. As well as how corporate greed continues to finance resource extraction through militarized effort. A uh, conjunction is akin to the new moon phase, the phase of death and rebirth. Mercury, the planet of communication, is mentally integrating what it learns by identifying where the power imbalance lies, who are responsible for the injustice, and how can the mind transform itself in order to heal the psyche and rebuild a solid life through a dignified job and a responsive work or career that serves not just physical structures but also psychological wellness. The reputation of a builder depends on how long their buildings last. In the same way, if your work doesn't reflect a sound design at the physical and psychological level, it can neither sustain you nor your relationship with those you work for. Now is the time to complete the final test of social building in your life by purging any social responsibility that no longer aligns with your physical and mental health. On Saturn Day, February 11th, Mercury enters Aquarius at 3.22 a.m. Pacific Standard Time is especially supportive to the mental function of those who have healed their past childhood trauma and restored their nervous system through self-mothering and are now ready to organize their minds in ways that support diversity and uplift humanity. Mercury transits through Aquarius from February 11th to March 2nd of this year. Truly innovative ideas serve the future of humanity by making the world a more sustainable place for all species to exist. Diversity is a key word for those who embody Aquarius' gift of bringing knowledge to humanity. How might you diversify your knowledge to better sustain yourself and your community? By organizing and synthesizing knowledges, you can invent unique ideas that upgrade your life and the collective experience. Mars in Gemini sextile Chiron in Aries at 10.02 a.m. Pacific Standard Time reflects the collective readiness to heal the body through the mind. The term mental health 
is now widely used and promoted. There is a World Mental Health Day to raise awareness of mental health issues around the world and to mobilize efforts in support of mental health. It's on the 10th of October. From astrological perspective, the mind relates to human communication, that is Gemini, and the vitality of the body relates to Aries. When the two work for and not against one another, your mind supports your gut instincts and vice versa. This healing transit encourages you to listen to your energy level, communicate your physical needs, and maintain your mental health via your gut and nerve health. The moon enters Scorpio and shifts into the waning half-moon phase at 10.34 a.m. Pacific Standard Time deepens the emotional desire to investigate past psychic wounds and psychological pain points. Today is a great day to work with your inner and or outer therapist. On Sunday, February 12th, the waning half moon in Scorpio opposes Uranus in Taurus. This is a dramatic and or traumatic transit especially because it is the only major planetary conversation happening today. Emotional intensity of the moon in Scorpio doesn't integrate well with the electrifying force of Uranus in Taurus. It's akin to throwing an electrical device into water. Shock waves can be expected. This highly charred transit also offers an opportunity to do deep healing work for the root and sacral chakras. It's a great weekend to embody your powerful emotion with your whole body and let yourself be the lightning as opposed to being hit by a lightning. If you feel like you are being struck by lightning from an outside source, it's because you haven't been listening to or conscious of the subtle and foretold feelings in your body for quite a while. Without daily release and transformation of emotions, the energy in motion, it's supposed to move. So if it doesn't, it, it doesn't shift, it doesn't change, it gets built up and it needs to explode. You can discharge the excess nervous energy and neutralize the psyche through practices such as Shakti dance and chakra or kundalini meditation, or take regular hot baths if you are able and meditate on the sensual body within you and in the water. Bathing is my main daily emotional embodiment practice. 
and I highly recommend to everyone who have had relationships and life situations that get blown up and exploded and destroyed um, to again embody your emotions regularly, daily, to prevent the buildup. No matter what sexual identity you are, take this time to empower your inner goddess by activating the fierce mother Kali through the regenerative state of emotional embodiment and reparative act of skillful communication. Thank you for meditating on this week's soul message with me. Unknown and ambivalence are always a part of our existence, especially at this time in the collective soul evolution. But no matter what does or doesn't happen, the body is here to receive its impact and the soul is here to witness and learn through the body. I hope this week brings you many opportunities to clarify and integrate your experiences and to respond to them in ways that empower your body and soul. I love you and wish you all that you are ready to harness, synthesize, and alchemize right now.